in fact, I think that I think it's probably likely that the left is using this to try and manipulate things to for their power. But I will say the right is doing the exact same thing by mm-hmm. vilifying the left and making this. Everybody's using it f- to vilify each other to grab power for themselves. But people are dying. But people are dying, and we have ways to prevent it. Yeah. What a mess. Yeah. I'm William. I'm Dave. Dave is my pastor. Willie is a hospice chaplain. And we've been friends for more than 20 years. We've had thousands of conversations about things that matter and things that don't. So now we're inviting you to join in. Each week we pull a topic out of the hopper and talk about it. This is the Hopper Podcast. Willie, we have gotten some feedback. We get feedback from time to time. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, and uh, this is one that I think we need to play on the air. we got to listen to this one. Oh, okay. All right. Let's listen to it. Okay. Hello, Hopper Podcast. This is James T. Big T. Tennessee McCready. I was just calling to tell you I think that your podcast is one of the dumbest things that I've ever heard. You call yourselves the Hopper Podcast, and you could be talking about Dennis Hopper, the best actor in the universe. Every week. You could be talking about speed. You could be talking about Easy Rider. But instead, you got two yokels talking about a grab bag of random topics every week. What kind of format is that? Well, I guess I'll keep listening to you for now until my nephew comes to visit me in three months and he can help me delete this off of my phone. I tell you, Willie, I, how many this times... Is, I can't... Uh, this happens over and over again. People, we just get these horrible reviews. If you People don't hate like, us. If you don't like the show, just... Stop, stop listening. Stop listening. Stop calling in and complaining. I am sick and tired of people calling in with these reviews like this. Start your own show. Indeed. Hey, yeah. Hey, James T. Tennessee McCreary. I'm right here, brother, if you want to come on up to Bowling Green. Yeah, absolutely. I'll meet you out in the parking lot. Pack a lunch. <laughs> Anything with it? All right, Dave. So here we talk. We we just uh, got to talking about um, masks and COVID. masks and COVID and vaccines yes. and you know uh, we could talk a lot about the science. I'm not a scientist, but I am in healthcare and I do mm-hmm. see a lot of science and I'm around it a whole bunch. Yeah, I am not a scientist and I'm only looking at summaries of data. And overwhelmingly, the data is really clear. But I, that that vaccination works, and that masks work, mm-hmm. social distancing works, um, all those kinds of things. However, I am actually more incensed by Christians who want to oppose that, saying that uh, standing up for their rights and saying it is my right to uh, to be free from a mask or whatever to you know. And the reason is because wearing a mask is not that hard, and Jesus has called us to lay down our lives, to give up our rights. I mean, Jesus had every right. Philippians chapter 2, he was a God, very God, and he gave up his rights in order to serve us. And then Paul says he that because of that, following Jesus' example, we are supposed to lay down our lives for each other. Hmm. To give up our rights. We are not supposed to fight for our rights. We are supposed to lay down 
our power so that others may have, might have life. The early Christians were known for going into the pandemics of Rome. When um, the, Now, those were not mostly um, coronavirus or those kind of pandemics. They were like water, uh, but they didn't know how germs and stuff worked. Yeah. And so in these big cities where uh, disease would spread rapidly, when there'd be a massive pandemic, and they didn't know exactly how it worked, Christians were the ones who stayed and nursed the weak. And... Uh, there are multiple writings that we have from the early church that talk about how elders and deacons and lay people literally gave their lives um, on purpose, voluntarily, to nurse those who were sick and dying while the pagans ran away. And this was one of the main distinctions between Christians and non-Christians. Mm-hmm. And here now we've got Christians who are saying, uh, it is my right to not wear a mask. I can't imagine how a Christian can say that not and and say you know what it my right to to be free from a mask is more important than my duty to love my neighbor mm-hmm. yeah so obviously this has been a hot topic since yeah. covid has struck and there's yeah. been all kinds of politics as you would expect in our polarized sure. environment that we harp on all the time yes so uh some people have now equated wearing a mask with liberalism like you're somehow yeah. uh, allowing the government to seize power oh. to get, to get become a bigger, more controlling government, which I'm opposed to. I don't want a bigger, more controlling. I don't want government. a big government. I do want. I don't want government involved in issues of justice. Sure, for sure, sure. Um, and so maybe parts of the government I want bigger, but I don't want them to control nitpicky things. Agreed. Uh, and so, uh, but that's the that's the narrative that's being espoused. If you wear a mask, you're you're a puppet in this whole political parade. Mm. Um, and I think that's just really damaging. And and some people have even said that that there uh, there's no science to back up wearing a mask, um, which you and I both disagree with. We both know that mask wearing and there's there's lots of anecdotal evidence of this. Lots of stories. A guy who's on a, a international flight coughing the whole time. Yeah. Um, they test him when he lands. He's COVID positive. They test everyone else in the plane. No one else is positive except for his wife, and uh, they both were wearing masks. Right. So here he is actively sick and coughing with a fever. Mm-hmm. No one on the plane got sick. Um, he was wearing a mask the entire time. Right. Anecdotal. Well, you know, it's a, it's a one-off. It's not statistically significant. But we could go on and on and on with But there are tons studies. and tons of statistics. Well, yeah. We've been using masks for over 100 years in healthcare. We know how they work. We know how viruses work. We know how coronaviruses work. And there are masks that do better with uh, with droplets, correct? And the, but there are masks that do better with airborne, correct? You know, but always a mask is better than no the, mask. The no mask when right. you've got some kind of virus that could be right. coming in some way out of your mouth or nose. Yeah. Now, as far as shutting down businesses, yep. uh, I feel differently about this go around. I agree. Not that the government has shut anything down yet. No, they haven't. Um, and I think wearing I ha- a mask is important to stop spreading the disease, but. There, prior, there was no vaccine. True. And now there is a vaccine that is offered and readily available um, to anyone who, who wants to get one. Yep. You can get a vaccine. Yep. And I think very soon it's going to have full FDA approval mm-hmm. as of, I think, in a couple days. Sure. Um, and it, it's been shown to be very effective. Yep. And the people who are now getting sick and filling up the hospitals, most of them are unvaccinated folks. Correct. Um, and I don't believe that a government should mandate that its citizenry get a vaccine. Right. I'm not sure I'm there. Mm-hmm. Um, however, uh, I think it's it's very wise 
I think an educated person uh, would certainly want to get the vaccine. Yes. Uh, many people are on their deathbed saying, I should have gotten the vaccine. I've heard many stories like that. Yes, yes. there are many of those. Um, so I feel a little differently that the vaccine is offered. I don't want to shut down our society and wreck our economy and all that. But I do think that people need to be aware that we have a public health care system and it is filling up. Yes. Which means that you have uh, an obstructed colon um, and you can't get into the hospital. You're in a car accident. That happens every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't get into a trauma unit. You have Correct. a heart attack. You can't Correct. get the, the care that you need because COVID patients have filled the hospitals. Correct. In that way, someone could make the argument that if, you, if you're if uh, you an adult, you're of a certain age, and you haven't been vaccinated, you're endangering the health of others. What do you think about that argument? Well, I, I think that's right. Um, and I think I don't know what, exactly what to do about that. Uh-huh. I don't know what to do about that. Endangering the health of others in the sense that uh, a certain percentage of people who are not vaccinated at this point are going to, you know, it, depending on how they operate, if they stay in their homes, that's different. Um, but if they're if there's a potential to get COVID and then they get really sick, they're going to go and fill up an ICU bed for weeks maybe when someone else could have had that. And, or, and if they had gotten the vaccine, they would not have filled up that bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's and that's happening. That's absolutely happening. Yeah. Yeah. What would you say to people who believe that um, to wear a mask is to support a false narrative that the the liberals have seized power from a tumultuous president and Donald Trump and that the covid was this almost manufactured opportunity, um, even if they don't believe it's manufactured, they just they seized this opportunity of a dangerous virus to, uh, to for a power grab. And that this this is still an ongoing liberal agenda to promote big government. What would you say to someone who believes that? Yeah, uh, to the degree it is, I, I, I don't. Hmm. People may be using it for nefarious reasons. That's going right. to happen with any crisis, with any opportunity. People are going to use it for nefarious, especially reasons. in our political climate. Especially in our political climate. I am no fan of Donald Trump, and I'm no fan of Joe Biden. Yeah, for sure. Or even the the the, the people that they represent and all the, you know, you and I have talked a bunch about yeah. that. However, that doesn't mean that everything that Donald Trump says is wrong, and it doesn't mean that everything that Joe Biden says is wrong. Mm-hmm. And the science. I think speaks for itself. The evidence speaks for itself. Masks is not something that, uh, and and vaccines. These are not things that are recently invented by the left in order to uh, grab power. These are things that we've been doing for a hundred years that we know are ridiculously effective. Yeah. So you don't think they're implanting the mark of the beast in people? (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't. Not a bit. Not a bit. I don't think so at all. No. In fact, I think that I think it's probably likely. That the left is using this to try and manipulate things to for their power, but I will say the right is doing the exact same thing by mm-hmm. vilifying the left and making this. Everybody's using it f- to vilify each other to grab power for themselves. But people are dying. But people are dying, and we have ways to prevent it. Yeah. What a mess. Yeah. It's very frustrating to me um, that people are using this as an opportunity to... Uh, feel better about themselves instead of laying down their own rights and privileges in order to save the lives of others. Yeah. Here are um, some thoughts about vaccines I wanted to run by you. Okay. Um, so my thinking about COVID is that it's not going away. It's going to be here forever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be like the flu. There will be booster shots or updates or uh, that's you know, possible. Whatever yeah. strain keeps mutating, and yeah. uh, you know, and, and hopefully it just it, it gets weaker and weaker. Yeah. 
and really just becomes more of a non-issue. It's mm-hmm. just like you get a cold, like we get coronaviruses all the time, mm-hmm. and you get a stuffy nose and mm-hmm. a headache or whatever, mm-hmm. um, and you get over it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that I hope it falls into that category soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it may not. It may be. It may always be kind of a life-threatening disease that mm-hmm. shortens our overall life expectancy because it does tend to prey on the, uh, the elderly. Um, Which, by the way, you know, in, they just released the statistics in the year 2020 is the first time that our life expectancy has gone down hmm. um, in, I forget how many, in, since uh, World War II, yeah. um, when it went down because of all the all the young men who were right. killed in World War II. First right. time. Anyway, sorry, yeah. keep going. So um, he, my thought was to uh, secure the, the traditional... Um, uh, J&J is using the old science, the old vaccine mm-hmm. science, uh, mm-hmm. and it's not a gene therapy. That is the newer, the Pfizer and Moderna, there is a new technology That's where right. they're they're taking your own DNA to yep. produce yep. A, a protein that mimics the the one Correct. that COVID uh, uses to attach, and therefore your body has an immune response. Right. Uh, so I like the old technology in the sense that I think um, I want my immune system to to grow and be robust. Uh-huh. And I want I want to be protected. I don't yep. want to die, right? Yep. Yep. Um, and if I'm getting shots throughout my life, I just don't know uh, with the, with this new technology what that would mean. It may be fine. And I hope it is because I could see a whole lot of applications for it. Huge, yeah. Uh, yeah, it could be a huge revolution in medicine. Yeah. And I'm really hoping for that. But as I look at my kids and I don't feel like their lives are threatened by this and I want their immune systems robust and fighting um, and... Uh, if I'm going to be getting multiple shots um, and and multiple exposures to this disease in my lifetime, mm-hmm. I want I want a strong immune system sure. uh, with lots of experience with this bugger. Yeah, um, and that was that's been uh, some of my thinking is mm-hmm. like the long game, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I know that some people who don't get vaccinated at all feel that way, like oh, my body just needs to fight this off, um, and I, I need to build these immunities naturally. Um, but we've also seen that the the um, that this this is pernicious, and that you can get it as strongly uh, as life threateningly as you had in the past. Yes. Um, and so uh, it, it's not. It doesn't seem like your body's going to have memory. Just like the flu, you can have the flu, and then two years later, you can get uh, the flu again. Correct. And one of those times, you could end up taking your life. Yes. Um, so it's similar in that way. Uh, what do you have to say about people who who use that as a, a reason not to be vaccinated at all? Yeah, this is far more contagious than the flu and far more deadly than the flu. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a person who has the flu is more likely to pass it on to some, excuse me, a person who has coronavirus is far more likely to pass it on to someone else than someone who has the flu is likely to pass it on to someone else. And uh, someone who gets coronavirus is far more likely to have a hospital stay than someone who has the flu. Someone who has coronavirus is far more likely to require ICU treatment than someone who has the flu. And someone with coronavirus is far more likely to die than someone who has the flu. So this is like the flu on steroids, in a sense. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it, it is similar to the flu in some senses, but it is, um, yeah, much, much worse. And I guess, you know, so where do you draw the line? I don't know. But it seems we, we were... The flu does hospitalize people, it does put people in the ICU, and it does kill people, but at the very least, um, it, was a, it was a risk that, we, that our society was willing to endure, and maybe someone is willing to endure this risk of coronavirus as well. However, the risk of coronavirus 
um, or, or, or the way we are with coronavirus right now is overwhelming our healthcare system. We need a much, much bigger healthcare system. We mm-hmm. need more ICU beds. We need more regular hospital beds, med surge beds, uh, if we're going to uh, be in this level of coronavirus. It's honestly, it's not a risk that I'm, it's a risk that's high enough that I'm not willing to take personally, but I I'm, don't speak for the entire nation. If it's a risk that we want to speak for, that we want to take as an entire nation, then we need far more healthcare resources because our resources are completely overwhelmed. They, they were when coronavirus first hit the United States, mm-hmm. and right now we're getting to that place. I know that in um, uh, just recently, um, ICU beds or uh, patients um, who were in the ICU in Arkansas and in Mississippi were being shipped to Tennessee, uh, specifically Memphis, um, because there just weren't enough beds. I have a friend of mine who was um, needed an ICU bed. He is from Elizabethtown. He lives in Elizabethtown. He needed an ICU bed. There was none in Elizabethtown. There was none in Louisville. There was none in Lexington. There was none in Frankfurt. There was none in Cincinnati. And he had to wait for four days before he could get an ICU bed. And his health deteriorated tremendously since then. And he's been now for Mm. 10 days um, on a ventilator, completely sedated. Mm. And that probably wouldn't have been the case if he had got an ICU bed right away. Our our system is, that's a friend of mine, the system is completely overwhelmed. We are not ready to live in a world where... Uh, we have this level of coronavirus going on. Yeah, very different from the flu. When if you had the if you did develop, uh, if you needed a hospital bed, if you needed an ICU room, then those are completely available to you um, because the, the, the rates of that are so much lower than what we are with coronavirus. Yeah, yeah, and, and as far as longevity, um, yep. with boosters and uh, you know maybe a yearly shot, an annual shot, or uh, or uh, some sort of vaccine that has to be upgraded yeah um, do you see the um, do you see any benefit to uh, having fought off the, the virus um, with that's your, a great question yeah. I really don't know this is something this is another frustration that I have um, as someone who deals with disease all the time and, yeah. the, and the specific issues with it I have a number of patients right now who are with who have covid and are dying with covid um, for various reasons, and so I, it's something I'm I'm close to, and I it, it's a big deal. The thing with coronavirus now, this this new strain of coronavirus, COVID nineteen, is that uh, all of the best and brightest um, people who are working with diseases right now, they are working on reducing the spread. They are not working on doing so many other things that we want to know. So we ask questions about what's going to happen in the future. Right. We don't know. Part yeah. of it is because we don't... We're putting know, out fires. We're putting out fires right now, and we're not studying this stuff. And so what happens is we do our very, very best. Well, not everyone does their best. Some people have all kinds of mixed motives. Everyone has mixed motives. I get that. Even if we were doing our very best, this is still way too new for us to know everything that we need to know in order to make good decisions. So this goes back to, I think that there were definitely political motivations early on, but let me give this example because I don't think it was just political. Mm-hmm. Um, hear me carefully. This was there were political motivations here, inappropriate, but they weren't just political motivations. Early on, uh, when coronavirus was first hitting, we were doing all kinds of stuff to try and stop the spread, including washing our vegetables when they came home from the grocery store. We learned now that's not effective. That's not helpful. Why were we doing that? Because there just wasn't enough information. And so, uh, you know, you might say, well, see, they told us to wash our vegetables when we got home. Now we don't have to do that. It was just some big conspiracy. No, it wasn't a conspiracy. Yeah. That we just didn't know. 
We just didn't know. And so many questions like this, we just don't know yet yeah. because no one has studied it. Because yeah. we're trying to do our very best to get the people who were in ICU yeah. dying to live. You know, it, it, uh, Fauci came out and said that, that masks would, were not necessary initially. Right. And an effort to keep masks in the hands of right. the healthcare professionals. So he we, says. We, so he says that we did not have enough masks. You know, there right. was a crisis like there was with toilet paper or Indeed. hand Indeed. sanitizer or whatever. Yep. There's a, there yep. a rush for those things. And, and in order to have those masks for the people who were on the front lines, uh, he said that they were not effective, yep. which was not true. That's, that's a lie, right, Correct. to the public. I understand the reason for the lie, but then I do too. it fosters... This yes. this mistrust. Yes. Um, we also were told that we don't know where this virus came from. That it was quite yep. possibly a There's wet market one. virus, mm-hmm. and now we know it was. It's in a lab that we're funding mm-hmm. uh, in China, mm-hmm. and we don't know what what motivations there were for this virus, right? Mm-hmm. And so we we are familiar with with cover ups. Mm-hmm. It happens all the time, yes. and the lies yes. that are told. And so there is a distrust, and I think a valid distrust. Yes, but I agree. Where do we draw the line? And and we're beginning to these conspiracy theories that get a little bit out of control. And I think one of those lines is what is the science correct telling us correct um, the the unbiased, measurable, quantifiable, statistically significant science. Mm-hmm. What is the data saying to us? Um, that is a place I think we need to listen. Yes, and this is something that. Uh, the, the more sci- the more information we have, the more science we have, and especially as it is old, that is, we've seen the same exact thing over centuries, then it's th- that's not someone trying to manipulate that data, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's where vaccine. How long have we been using vaccines, especially the J and J vaccine, which is the the uh, like the old style vaccine? Yeah. it works. It absolutely works. Um, billions of people now, billions of people. Well, over a billion, over a billion people have had this, have have gotten some form of this vaccine, mm-hmm. and we know how vaccines work. It, it's super, super effective, and so, and it, that goes back. How long have we had vaccines? A very, very long time. Mm-hmm. People aren't trying to manipulate the concept of vaccines as if this was new. It's not. Yeah. The same thing with masks. That's they work. It's not new. You know, someone told me that that. Uh, the J and J is this horrible company, and they started to go through a, sort of a diatribe of of reasons why, um, you know, and that they're doing their own uh, power grab for money and prestige, and you mm-hmm. know that, that, mm-hmm. that every time we say their name, you know, as a company that's helped produce a, a vaccine that, okay. that helps their bottom line, and um, they were kind of using this as an as a reason not to be vaccinated. That even in these companies, there is uh, politics and power grab, and um, I, although I think that's partially true, of course it is. Um, I, <laughs> I don't. Um, that level of conspiracy theory um, is uh, alarming to me. Well, and, yes, and I, I don't understand it. That's the system that we have. We have a capitalist system. When you go to a restaurant and say, "Oh, you're only selling me this meal because you're making money off of it," <laughs> forget you. <laughs> yeah. Never how, mind. How dare you? How dare you try to make money off of this? Mi- Never what, mind. What did this steak cost I'm you? I'm not going to eat. I'm not. You're charging me more money than it actually costs you? Forget it. You're just trying to... It's a power grab, so I'm not even going to eat here anymore. What are you doing? <laughs> that's the entire healthcare system. That's the entire... Yeah. That's that's our... That's capitalism, and that's the system that we've chosen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, obviously, this gets into um, a more difficult 
seedier problems that we've talked we've mentioned before when we talk about election reform yeah with uh as far as healthcare yeah um and it, it being a public system mm-hmm. i think some conservatives would prefer that it become a com- entirely privatized system true and uh and and this is they despise this idea of mm-hmm. uh what is what is good for the mass yes right they w- they want what's good for me mm-hmm. and something that I can go and I can contract with a doctor that I like and mm-hmm. I can come to agreed prices and uh, we can work out yep. privately, right. and, and if they're a great doctor, they do better in the capitalist system. Sure. And I, I tend to be a free market guy. Yep. I think the free market works, and there is no free market in healthcare and all the insurance companies surrounding healthcare. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I also understand if you need big, expensive machinery, uh, you know, MRIs, they they used to be only in big cities. Mm-hmm. You had to go, you might have to drive three hours to get to an MRI machine. Correct. And the fact that we have them in smaller towns now is is great. Um, but I've read a statistic recently that, uh, yeah, MRIs, they, they sell them so much and everybody wants an MRI. I read recently, I think that, I think this is right. There are more MRI machines in Los Angeles than all of Canada. That sounds, that sounds believable to I me. I think that's right. Um, yeah, that sounds believable. Uh, so you, I, I think that having them accessible is, is great. Yeah, um, sure. Now, they're they're making too many of them, just like the capital system tends to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they make them so that they break and or they, they're outdated and antiquated so quickly and, and not for anyone's benefit, yeah. just, you know, just for money. Right. Then, then of course, they're, they're, that's the, the broken parts of capitalism. Sure. Um, but when you have public health care... Um, you have a system that is for the masses, right? right? And so in that way, if that's what we have, then everyone has to take some responsibility yes. for the masses. Yes. And you may want privatized, entirely privatized healthcare where there are no hospitals, that they're just the clinics that you can go to that are owned, you know, and, and competing against one another. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, they may not have the, the newest and greatest machinery. They may right. not be able to afford it. Right. Um, and you know, is that... Is that really what you want when it comes to uh, our people who right. don't have the resources that others do? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I, we have to think about this carefully. You know, I, th- this is where I feel like w- we need to conserve things. We need to be conservative in some ways, but we need to be progressive in other ways. Yeah. The, the example I give here that, that I, as I talk about it with folks, is uh, I don't know if you know this, but um, uh, fire stations used to be privatized. Mm-hmm. And you had to buy a subscription to a fire station, and so that's where the shields come from. That are fire, fire stations. You would put; they would give you this shield, and you put it on your house. And it's mostly in urban areas, not not rural mm-hmm. or even suburban, but urban areas. And so you put this shield on there, and then if your house catches on fire, then you just got to call your fire station, not a rival one, because there'll be competitors. Right. But you call your rival, your, your fire station, and they'll come and put the fire out. If they come and you don't have the shield. They don't put the fire out. Yeah. If if they come and they look up on your chart and oh you're not up to date on your dues, then right. they don't put the fire out. And in fact, there were uh, rival uh, w- with rival fire stations. People there would be multiples, and so then uh, multiple uh, fire stations would come, and then some would uh, get in the way of the others and say, okay, so your fire station can't get to your house because our fire our fire truck is in the way. You need to give us. So as the person's house is burning down, mm. you need to give me $10,000, and then I'll put your fire out right now. Yeah. Okay. 
Or if your uh, your house is burning and your fire department is busy somewhere else. Right. Yeah. Okay. So uh, this obviously is a humongous problem. And in an urban context, what's happening is that the fires, so someone doesn't get fired uh, or they didn't have the money to pay it this month or whatever, and there's a fire there, that fire goes to the next house really quickly. And then to the next house, and then to the next house, and it's a big, humongous thing. So finally, what they all said is, what what we have come to is, we want to we want we don't want private fire stations anymore. Yeah, because we want fires put out. If my yeah. neighbor's house catches on fire, I want someone to come and put that out before it comes to my house. Right. Uh, I don't care if he has paid it or not. I want. Right. Fire put out at his house, or before it kills someone in my neighbor's or, house, and that's and yeah. that that's even more uh, before someone kills. Okay, so, and then we did the same thing with education, right? So we said, I want someone, a clerk at a, at at the store, who's going to count my money and give me proper change. I want them to understand the basics of math, and I want them to be able to read, and I want everybody in society to be able to read. So that we can have good elections and that we can have, because they can read good up newspapers, and, whatever. Yeah, right. That's super important. So we're going to, I don't care if you can't afford a school, we want everybody to be able to read mm-hmm. and to be able to count and to have basic skills in life. So we said, no more privatized uh, school. Well, we, you can't have private school, but we've yeah. got this public got system. public school, yeah. And I'm arguing, I think, that health should be the same way. And... I'm for private markets as well, except that for fire and police and education, if someone out there doesn't have access to those, it affects me tremendously. Yeah, and I'll, I'm going to say the same thing about health, because and this and this coronavirus is a great, great example. Unfortunately, yes. Unfortunately, I think it's a, but I think it's a great example. The health of people around me affect me and my health and my family tremendously. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. Um, and so socialized to, to make sure that everyone can get health care. We've done that now with the vaccine. You just walk in the room, you know, and, and give your name or whatever, and then they you get it for you just walk in, walk out. That's it. Yeah. I think that's wonderful. That's socialized vaccinations. I think it's wonderful. Yeah. We should we should do that with other things as well. Anyway. Yeah. So if someone uh, doesn't want to get the vaccine for their own reasons, yeah. be it whatever they are, yep. um, and there's a, there's lots of people who don't get vaccinated, Correct. and therefore the hospitals, the, the healthcare system gets jammed yeah. up, and people who need healthcare can't get it. Um, and, it, you know, it's it's to benefit everyone yeah. that more people are vaccinated. Yep. Um, do you think there's ever a place for a government mandate? That's a difficult question. Right now, I'm going to say no, but I, uh-huh. I, I hold that loosely. Okay. I hold that loosely. Um, yeah, yeah I, I would say no right now as well. But I asked the question because I, it's an inquiry. We, we mandate vaccines for – we mandate other vaccines. We do. Yeah. Because uh, we don't want smallpox coming back. Yeah. Uh, um, what was, what's the one that's being currently – Push through the school system is, uh, um, I don't know, meningococcal. Uh, I don't know about that. Uh, the words are escaping my mind. Sure. Um, yeah. So, but there is a, a mandated vaccine. You can't go to school until you, you've gotten this uh, vaccine for uh, meningitis. That's what. Yeah. Men- okay. Uh, so uh, now, when it comes to wearing masks, if you've been vaccinated mm-hmm. and you're not fearing for your own life, mm-hmm. um, but we 
it appears uh, that science is showing that the Delta variant can be carried yes. uh, and passed along by vaccinated people to unvaccinated people. Yes. Uh, but these people have been offered the vaccine. It's there available to them, and they have refused it. Um, what responsibility do you feel a Christian needs to have in terms of wearing a mask, um, knowing that the vaccine is, is there for anyone? Yeah. Uh, you and I are sitting in a room together, and neither of us are wearing masks right now. Right. Yep. Uh, and we've both been vaccinated, right. and we're not wearing masks. I think that there is a slidey bar. There's a um, of, of amount of risk. Yeah. You've noticed that when, when I come to church worship services recently, I've been wearing a mask. Yeah. I've been wearing a mask. Um, and is, that's for the, the betterment or the, uh, or the protection of people around you? Mostly, yes. Although uh, I think for me as well, um, I, I don't fear hospitalization. I'm, I'm a pretty healthy person. Yeah. And I've been vaccinated, and I'm pretty careful. Um, but uh, if I do get uh, the coronavirus, then it might knock me out for right. uh, you know, some time. And i got to take time off of work at the very least and maybe right. feel terrible. I don't want that. Right. But mostly it's so that I don't infect other people. Yeah. It's, it's a way for me to love other people, I think. Okay. Would you say if someone's not wearing a mask, they're being unloving? Not necessarily. I think maybe, but not necessarily. Yeah. It depends on what's in their heart. The re- I say that because you and I are not wearing masks right now. Right. And I'm not trying to be unkind Jerk. to you. <laughs> right. It's not because I'm not loving. Yeah. It's, it's a risk that I'm, that's worth taking for me um, and for lots of reasons. I know like right. your situation and my situation and what's going on. And um, it's a much smaller group, a group of two. We're sitting across the table. Right. Um, you know, we're not breathing into each other's mouths. <laughs> Right, I mean, there's, but but in larger any store I go into right now, I wear a mask. Anytime I'm in public, certainly in church, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And so it's it's a risk. Although, um, not wearing a mask at times, I think, can be very selfish. It depends. I think it depends. And that's why yeah. I say it's a slidey bar. There's a, there's different people are willing to take different risks in different places. Yeah, I've never heard someone say slidey bar before. You, not, you know the yeah. concept? Of course. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. That's that's a funny word. Yeah, I I don't I forget where I heard that uh, years ago, but I've used that a bunch. It's so, yeah. It's yeah. Uh, how much risk do you want to take? Sure. And then separate from that is what is in your heart. Yeah, yeah. Um, Bear Grylls uh, says that a, a wet rock is slippy. Slippy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I've not heard that before. That's good. Yeah, that's what it reminded me of. Okay. Slidey bar, slippy. Okay. All right. There you go. Thanks for listening to the Hopper Podcast. What do we get wrong? What do we miss? Where do you stand with this issue of the coronavirus? Write us at thehopperpodcast at gmail.com or record a short voice memo on your phone and send it to thehopperpodcast at gmail.com. Let's keep the conversation going about things that matter and things that don't. And join us next time when we'll discuss torpid liver and its link to dirty fingernails. Boy, you need to be doing a lot of research on that one. That's really important. It is, really, really. Well, if you've listened thus far, you obviously like the show. You can support us by spray painting the Hopper Podcast name on your local water tower. Ooh. Or you could just subscribe and follow. Uh, And if you've already done that, think of someone who would appreciate the show and share the Hopper goodness. The Hopper Podcast is brought to you by the good people at Blood Bath & Beyond Gun Store.